0: I went to the store and I bought bananas. They were all green. And I told each one of them, and I gave each one of them banana. I said, when the banana ripes, you are going to receive your money, right? And so they said, okay. And so I gave them banana, a month went by and the banana still hadn't ripened. And I was like, well, have you had your money yet? And they're like, no. The day they got the money, this guy walked into church and wrote him a check for exactly the amount of money to go to Cambodia and build churches there. And it was so beautiful because they were crying. They all went home and their bananas turned brown.
1: Because I, I believe that one of the, the main reason why you're not living your dreams is because you're not authentic. You're not being authentic. When you're authentic, you you get into alignment.
0: This is what people don't understand. Like. There's beautiful things that come out of the hardest times, right?
1: I know that, I say that all the time. It doesn't make sense in the moment, but.
0: I understood love at the finest because I looked at Johns that bought the girls. I looked at pimps that sold the girls and I looked in the eyes and I said, I love you and I see your soul and this is not your soul. And I change Johns into fighters. I change pimps into the people that rescue the girls. And that is the most beautiful thing when you come down to the foundation of love is you're not seeing people for their scars, but, but who they truly are.
1: I believe that every person has the power to transform their life. Today, I will unlock that power in you. I'm Luke and you're listening to the Luke Mind Power podcast. It's time for you to heal and to find inner peace. Are you ready? Just send me a DM that says, I want inner peace to get started. Until then, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode, guys. I am excited because I have a freaking amazing, powerful, powerful guest with us today. Her name is Missy McCall, but she goes by uh, her social media handle, Missy's Astrology. She's an intuitive cosmo counselor, and uh, she's going to definitely take us deep into the world of astrology. She's from California as well. And I am so excited to welcome you, Missy, to the Luke Mind Power podcast.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited.
1: Absolutely. First of all, when I saw you on Instagram, and I think you reached out to me, but um, the one thing I recognized and felt more so um, just was your energy. Your your positive energy, and I always talk about this. Surround yourself with an environment that's positive, that's uplifting, um, that is a good vibration. Um, And I felt that from you. And I'm curious Mm -hmm. if you could like tell us straight away, like how did you do that? Because I think that that's one of the things that many people struggle with is like just being positive. And and one thing that I know is being more positive is going to get you positive results in your life.
0: How did you do it?
1: Why are you so happy all the time? Like seriously.
0: You know, a lot of it, I feel like, is the way I grew up. My father is super, 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 super optimistic person. And then my mother is the complete opposite. She's super negative, 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 right? And so growing up with the duality, and they're still married. I don't know how. They're still married. Is My father always taught me mind over matter, right? And he taught me that no matter what anyone says to you, if you allow it to affect you, then it, and then you take on that energy, right? So no matter what people are projecting you—pain, anger, frustration, madness, sadness—if you don't allow that energy to come in as part of you, but see it as a reflection of what they're going through, then you can conquer anything in the world. That's pretty And amazing. so he taught me that from a very young age. And when I was. In a wheelchair when I was 12 years old and I was paralyzed, he like took away my wheelchair, like literally took away my wheelchair. And uh, he said to me, You're fine, you can walk. And I'm like, Dad, no, I can't. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, Mind over matter. And I'm like, I can't. Like, what are you doing? And so he has always pushed me to the brink of all my limits, whether it be skiing, swimming, training for the Junior Olympics, like whatever it is. It's like he always pushed me. To the point of like, you know, fear is all in your head. It's not real. And so I always had that mindset with like everything I do. Yeah. Even the fact that I, th- I fought sex trafficking and I'd go on the streets fighting from 2 a.m. or from like 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. And people are like, how can you be on the streets like in the worst part of California? And I'm like, "It's it's not that bad. It's what you make of it. That actually like you bring that energy to you. If you bring fear to you, then that's what's going to happen to you.
1: Damn, you just threw so much at me. And I'm, I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, we'll talk about that. Or we'll talk about this. Or we'll talk about that. And okay, so so let's just go <laughs> mind over matter, which is extraordinary. Um, fear is not real. You know, we, mm-hmm. we allow it to control us, which is most people, right? Hence why I'm yeah. always very conscious of like what I watch. And, and five years ago mm-hmm. when I stopped watching the news and TV, that just changed my whole life because... I was no longer focusing on everything that's going wrong. And my mindset just completely changed, you know? So Mm -hmm. you mentioned being in a wheelchair. What happened? Because you're obviously not in a wheelchair anymore. And
0: tell us about that. So what happened was, is I was 12 years old and um, I was training for the Junior Olympics for swimming at the time. And my dad said, if you win, if you get all first places, if you get all golds, we'll go to. I'll teach you how to to surf. And I was like, yes, right. So swimming was over. We were headed to San Diego. You know, my dad went down to look look at the surf. We went up to the condo in San Diego to check out where we're at. Well, at the meantime, we were like four stories up. My mom like opened up all the windows to the condo because it smelled like bug spray. Well, my brother was shooting pools with his friend, and the Balls were flying everywhere. So I went close to the window because I wanted to see where my dad was because I knew he was at the beach where I could see. So I was leaning on the screen, and, and I was on a rocking chair, like, facing if your knees are, like, pushing up against the rocking chair. And I was pressing against the screen, and the screen gave away, and I fell four stories. I landed on my back, which broke my back, and then I landed on my head, which cracked open my head. And so I was life flighted in Children's Hospital. And when I was in the helicopter, they told my parents that I probably wouldn't survive by the time I got there. And so I got there. The doctor that was supposed to do my surgery was headed out to the airport and he got a pager and he was going to the UK to teach this big, huge um, institution on back surgery. Well, anyways, he did my back surgery. And he was a seven hour back surgery. And they said to my parents, like, we're not done yet. We have to go back in. There's a lot more. We just calmed down our body. It's in a very traumatic state. And so then they went back and he did another seven hour surgery. So I had two back to back seven hour surgeries. I went to the other side. So I crossed over, I saw Jesus. I saw the other side. I wasn't even coherent for the first three weeks of my life, like after the accident. But I was talking and everything was okay. And I woke up from the hospital, I pulled all the IVs out of me. And I'm like, where am I? And they're like, you're in the hospital. I'm like, no, I haven't been here. Like, where am I? And they're like, you're in the hospital. And so that's when the doctors came in and they realized that I wasn't there. They had been gone, right? Because they have near-death experiences there. And they said, you're never going to walk again. You're lucky that you have your brain and you're lucky you're not a vegetable, but you're never going to be able to walk again, Right. And at the moment, it didn't sink in because of my mindset of my father, right? So I went home and I was struggling. I tried to commit suicide three times. Like, I tried to push my wheelchair out into the street, I tried to push my wheelchair into the water, and everything saved me. And I finally was in the hallway and I'm like, Look, God, what do you want from me? I'm like, What do you want, right? And I said, If you give me my legs back when I'm 30 years old. Open a battered women's and children's shelter, and so I stood up that day from my wheelchair and I began to walk down the hallway. And I said to him, "You are real." And I said, "I'll give you my life for the rest of my life when it wouldn't give me my legs back." So he gave me my legs back, and that's what I speak a lot about: is God is real, but you have to truly believe and. And I know a lot of people don't believe in God, which I get, right? Because it's like, until you have like an experience where you experience like the the person firsthand, right? Because someone can say like, Luke is real. But I'm like, who is he? Like, I don't understand. Like you talk about how great and wonderful he is, but who the heck is Luke, right? So Mm -hmm. I understand when people are like, I don't believe in God and stuff like that. I'm like, I get it. Like, I get it. If you believe there's something higher than you, then that's better than believing in anything, anything that gets you outside of yourself, right? And so that's what I try to tell people, because I also believe relationships with anything, you can give it power. And that's what God taught me the most is you can give anything power as long as it's not yourself. Right. So like I have like this crystal in front of me or like my cell phone, for example, if this is my power tool, I can use this to transform the world. It's whatever you give it power out of sight of yourself is essentially what you know god and the universe created essentially that's why we have stars (laughs) yeah
1: amazing yeah thanks for sharing that there's a lot there again that you shared and i'm like okay where do i go with this (laughs) but it's awesome now thank you for 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 being so open to to share your story and and you know everybody does have different experiences and i know that like first of all Mm -hmm. you know you said that you know i crossed over and i saw jesus Mm -hmm. so I'm interested. Could you take us a little bit deeper into what that means and sure. like what you what you experienced? Because yeah. you know, as you said, you know, some people don't believe in God. Some people have their own beliefs and religions and all that kind of stuff. So, how does that? Right. How, how did that work for you?
0: And to be honest with you, I didn't really know who I met on the other side until I read books. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's exactly what I had. So when I crossed over, I saw this really bright light. And the only way I can explain it to people is if you look at the sun, right? Like if you look at the sun, it's so bright, but this is a light that doesn't hurt you when you look at it and you just want to get closer and closer and closer. And you're like, what is that? And the closer I got, the closer it like started closing in. And I could see like, um, uh, like if I could explain it to you, like someone that comes in the sun and they get closer to you and the frame gets bigger. And so the closer I got was I saw the face of Jesus and I saw him put out his hand and he kind of went like that, right? But yet he had a hole in his hand and he put it right here on my head. And he says, you have to go back, you're not done. And he's like, you have to proclaim my name. And I'm like, I didn't even know who he was at the time, right? And he like went like that right over my head. And so when I came back, I really didn't understand, but I heard the angels wings and it was so peaceful. And I remember dreaming about him a lot when I came back. Like I dreamt about him a lot of like us running and chasing and doing crazy things. And, and I remember that, but I don't really remember who he was at the time until I started reading stuff. Right. And so, um, and I, I mean, look, I can go on and on about like Jesus stuff that's happened in my life. Right. But so I'll
1: stop I'm, cu- I'm curious. Thanks for sharing that. So just, just to go a bit deeper, prior uh-huh. to your accident, or mm-hmm. this experience that, you know, put you in hospital, uh, were you practicing um, Christianity or, you know, going to church and stuff like that?
0: You know what? I was going to a Catholic school at the time and it was like, sit up, sit, you know, stand up, sit down. I'm like, I don't even know what this Jesus crap is about. Like you go to like a pastor and you're like, please forgive me because I've sinned. Right. So ten Hail Marys and five Our Fathers, and I'm like, I don't even know what this was. I was like, this is just so boring, right? I had like zero faith, zero understanding. All it was was the school I had to go to with this person that was higher than me that had no freaking clue. You know what I mean?
1: The reason why I'm asking is because w- w- you let me know if if this makes sense, right? Because I mean, it, it, could it have been subconscious? That when it's you hol- say that you crossed over, like because you've been in the past in a Catholic school, um, they've been giving you this information about the religion, about Christianity, about mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, doing that, and then obviously when you had that, you know crossing over, that because you've been subconsciously programmed that way, that's what mm-hmm. appeared. Would does that make sense?
0: Totally, and that could have hundred percent have been, like I said, anything you can give power, right? Um Mm -hmm. and also on top of that, I feel like the way they described Jesus wasn't also the Jesus I knew that I met on Mm -hmm. the other side. Mm -hmm. The person Mm -hmm. that I talked to isn't the person that the Bible. I would say the Bible, but how people envision God is not the the way. Like even today, I was talking about like you guys are all judgmental to each other. Like Jesus is not judgmental. God is not judgmental. Like the universe. Yeah,
1: that's so true. And I, I always stop and I, I go – and I say this to my, my sister because, you know, we were raised, you know, Catholic. And I'm like, you know, when we're working with, with clients and stuff like that, I'm like, mm-hmm. how would Jesus treat them? Mm-hmm. You know, like work from and, – and the only reason I say that is not because I'm, I'm coming from a religious standpoint in my work. It's more mm-hmm. about because I've learned so much and heard so much from my mom and, and it's, he's an example of love for example, right. right? The whole religion mm-hmm. itself. I'm not concerned right. about that, but the, the person who, who Jesus is, like I did a podcast interview with a, with a friend of mine, uh, a couple of months ago. And he said, if you could meet, uh, someone or th- if you could meet three people that are not here anymore, who would they be? And I said, one of the mm-hmm. first ones was Jesus, because right. I was like, imagine having a podcast interview with Jesus. <laughs> that would be amazing because he had right. so much compassion and love and, mm-hmm. you know, and he was so gentle and, and you know what I mean? Right. So it's coming from that place of being of service in the world today and not judging right. people and being able to be that kind of light, you know, right. Which is awesome. But yeah, yeah. thanks so much for, for sharing that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And um crazy at the is, same you- time, hard to believe at the same time. Cause you're like, what the hell? <laughs> but I know. I yeah. Know. And the thing
0: is, is like the thing is, is man made religion, right? Like man made religion. Like God did not make religion at all, and that was one of the other things I realized um, over time. I mean, I was in my wheelchair for quite a while by myself. um, Is that man made religion? And so mm. there. I mean, there's just a lot I can talk about. Well, we'll keep it like short, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> We, cool. can we can don't go have into to go. Sex Trafficking. We can go into my yeah non-profit. yeah. So
1: so <laughs> with the with the sex trafficking, let's. um where is the passion for that and where did so, that come from and what inspired you to, to want to get out there in the streets, for example, because like you said, mine never matter. If it's, if, if you think it's scary, it's going to be scary. You know, one yeah. thing that I always say is that whatever you fear is what you attract, especially in right. relationships. And, and I know that to be a fact, because in the past, you know, women that I've been with, I was so like, In this space of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm talking to this girl. She's so beautiful. I want to be with her. But then in the back of my mind, I had this insecurity of not feeling worthy, not feeling enough. And then what Mm -hmm. I would do is I would fear that she would leave me. And the truth is that you attract what you fear. And every single time for me, that was the case. I was afraid of losing her. Guess what? I lost her. Right.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So... I would say as far as like sex trafficking goes. um, Okay. So let me back up to my wheelchair. Okay. So when I was in my wheelchair, I said to God, I said, when I'm 30 years old, I'll open a battered women's and children's shelter. Right. I had no clue what I was saying. Right. Turn 30 years old and here comes like this girl that i met i was doing a non-pro i was doing a multi-level marketing and i was like hey you should like join blah 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 and she's like oh i have girls in cambodia that would be great at that and i'm like cambodia i was like that's so far and they're like no they live here they were sex trafficked and i was like what's sex trafficking she's like missy you don't know about sex trafficking i was like what is it what does that mean like you're having what does that mean like sex like what is it right I had zero clue and she was like, they were sold for sex to men. Like, and I was like, What? I was like, that's disgusting. And she's like, Yeah, they were sold like 20-30 times today the day, and they lived in dog cages. I was like, What? And so I went home that night that, that day. I was furious at God. Mm-hmm. I was furious. And I was like crying, and I was like, for three days, and I was just like so upset that I lived in a world that I didn't know that this was happening. And one day and in the midst of the night when I was like praying to him, so pissed off at him, touching my daughter at the time, he goes, that's why I created you. (laughs) And so from then on, I went, I had my husband at the time and I just went full force, full board, like all in, it was like running a hundred miles an hour, fighting for sex trafficking, you know, I had three houses at the time, you know, we raised our first fundraiser, it was like $1.5 million that we raised. And I spoke all over the United States. And then in 2017, he said to me, your work is done. And I'm like, it is not done, it just began. He's like, no, you gotta leave. And I'm like, what? And he had a new task for me. And I was like, you know how Luke, how we're like, we get so high, we're like, yes, we're fighting, we're doing good. Can you imagine being where you're at? And then God saying, you gotta go. And I have something else for you. Right. And so that's what happened to me. And so I'm like, wait, what? And so I had tower moment after tower moment because I wasn't leaving and the nonprofit just sank because I wasn't going. And finally Mm -hmm. I was like, I surrender God. I surrender. I left my marriage. I stopped the nonprofit. I was like, where do you want me to go? Like I'm so lost right now. Right. Right. And, uh, then I, during COVID, there was a lot going on and I got with a group of astrologers like, Missy, you're so good at astrology. Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you teaching? I was like, are you kidding me? I'd be shot in the Christian and Catholic community if they even knew that I was even touching astrology. Right. Mm. And so that's when I got, um, in astrology, but sex trafficking, I just had a passion because I had a daughter. And when you have a daughter and you know that other children are being sold, it's just the most disgusting thing that if it doesn't touch a soul like i don't know and so when i was fighting sex trafficking the most beautiful thing about it though luke is i understood love at the finest Mm. because i looked at john's that bought the girls i looked at pimps that sold the girls and i looked in the eyes and i said i love you and i see your soul and this is not your soul and it was the most beautiful thing because I was able to pray over them, pray the life back into them. And I chained johns into fighters. I chained pimps into the people that rescue the girls. And that is the most beautiful thing when you come down to the foundation of love is you're not seeing people for their scars, but, but who they truly are.
1: Damn, Missy, that's deep and that is powerful and uh, you are extraordinary and uh, I know that everybody who's listening right now is like, what did I just hear? And it's crazy as well to think that, you know, you felt this calling as well, you know, that God's speaking to you and like is saying, hey, Missy, it's time for you to move on now. You've done your job here. I need you to go into another area and and I can relate to that. You know, I don't necessarily kind of like – I guess lately I have been using the word God a lot more. Like when I started doing this work, I I started to grow and I left basically, you know, my the religion I was raised in, you know, I, I needed my solitude. You know, I needed time for me to discover who I really was. And so a part of that was basically shedding my skin, letting go of everything that I'd known myself to be so that I could really figure myself out. Who is Luke? Right? So, um, so then I basically went on this path of like talking about the universe and, I, and that resonated with me more, you know, where I was like the universe has your back and, and the energy and, and all that kind of stuff, right? But now recently I noticed myself kind of, you know, using the word, because again, everyone relates to things differently. My job, like my mom was really upset with me at the start because she wanted me to talk about Jesus and God and, and you know, proclaim the, the good news of the Bible and all that kind of stuff. So she didn't like the fact that I was using the words universe. And, and then I basically, I said to her, and I remember she triggered me so much, but I remember saying to her, you know, I'm here to speak with a universal tongue so that everyone can hear me. Right, because I'm very aware that if I was to if I was to just be speaking from let's say the Bible or the Quran or the the Bhagavad Gita, if I was only speaking from that wisdom, right, then I would be limiting my connection with the world. And that's not for me, that's not who I am. You know, I'm here to impact everyone. And so how do I do that is by speaking in a way that resonates with everyone. And I'm not limiting people to like, oh, he talks about, you know, because I could, if I keep saying the universe, I, I will, you know, people that do believe in God or, or their faiths, they won't understand that. they will be like, the universe, what are you talking about?
0: You yeah. Know? And the most so beautiful like, thing about that too, Luke, is like the download I got for you is that. We all have a place and we all have a purpose and we all have a way that we save people, right? And your way is so beautiful because you know your calling, right? And I'm not being swayed left or right by what everyone tells me. What the beautiful thing about your mother and my mother, right, is they're our biggest teachers to help us grow to find our space and our place, right? And so I love that that you do that because you're owning who you are. Without like, you know what? Some days I'm going to use God. Some days I'm not, right? And owning that safe space that works for you, which is so beautiful, you know, which mm. I love. Yeah, um, because I like, I,
1: for example, some of the, like my text on my my TikTok videos and my Instagram videos, I, when, I'm, when I say, you know, the universe has your back, I add slash God. Right. So that anyone who believes in God will be able to see that. You know, right, not missing because I know majority of people is universe God or they say the source, um, right? You know. So you know whatever works for you, um, your higher power, the energy or whatever you believe in, um, you know I try to accommodate because I get right. it what what they're you know relating to you know so, yeah. but yeah, and like you said you know our your mother and my mother they're our greatest teachers and yeah. I, I got to agree with you because. Like the triggers that I've had with because of my mom and how I've had to heal from them and to be able to be who I am without, you know, I've had to let go of trying to change her. For example, I've been able to open up and accept her for who she is that she's, Mm -hmm. you know, she just wants me to be happy. She's here to protect me and she wants to love me. And that's how she does it. You know, and that's, that's something I spoke with one of my clients the other day as well. And I was telling him, I was like, man, stop trying to change your dad. Don't change him, be yourself and love him where he's at, who he is. And just be the light, be the example and be yourself.
0: And you know, what's so beautiful too, when you actually look at the triggers of our family members that trigger us, there's a part of the reason why we're triggered because it's truth. Right. And so when you can actually see as a trigger as truth and be like, where in my subconscious, am I actually believing? Like if my mom comes over, she's like, your house is a mess. The kids destroyed it. Right. And where am my mind? Am I believing that's truth? Right. Because if I don't think that's truthful, I'll give you an example. She's like today. She's like, you're always so busy. You're so busy. And you just have so much work. And I was like, you know what? But it's such a blessing that I'm so busy and that I have so much work, right? So you got to transmute the trigger of truth into coming into, yes, you know what? I wish I could spend more time with my children. But yeah, it's a blessing actually that I'm really busy right now.
1: You know, it's very, very relatable because I do the same thing with my mum. She starts talking about how everything is, how she's got no time. She's doing this, she's doing that. And she's like tired and this and that. And, and then I, I say, you know, because my dad used to say this when, when I was young is like, be positive. <laughs> he would always say that be positive. Right. <laughs> And, yeah. and so I catch her as well because she, she falls into these like negative ways of thinking and it's like it's a blessing to be alive. Mm-hmm. I always say that. It's a blessing to be alive no matter what's going mm-hmm. on, right? And again, yeah. you get what you focus on. And if you keep focusing on everything that's going wrong in, wrong in the world, guess what? You attract more of that into your life.
0: Oh, you know? my gosh. Ain't that um, the truth? Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I so, remember so, you what know, I
0: was – I remember a time I was on a black diamond with my dad and I hadn't even gone on a bunny or a blue, blue hill yet. Right. And he texts me on this black diamond on accident. And he says to me, there's only one way down. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't even know how to ski like a medium. Like, how am I going to do this? Am I going to fall all the way down? He's like, yeah, if you think that way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dad. Like, and it just reminds me of what you just said. Right. Cause fear can... What's a black diamond? A black diamond. So a black. So when you ski, it's the hardest part of a ski lift. It's like the hardest slope. So imagine like it's like straight down like this. Like that's a black diamond.
1: Uh, Okay. Yeah. And what you went down?
0: Yeah, I was like six years old, and he's like, "There's only one way down," and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" (laughs) Like,
1: did you? And did you do it?
0: I had to. There's only one way down. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, I just I came back from Vancouver and I was in Whistler. And damn, I've never like I've never been to like the top of a mountain before and seen so much snow. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Um definitely something on my bucket list that I want to do and I was like I need to come back here for like 3 or 4 or 5 or a week and um like yeah. actually stay in one of the the hotels and and learn how to snowboard or something. It's definitely something I want to do, but yeah, I haven't, haven't had the time yet to do that. So I'm guessing you're yeah. a professional skier.
0: I used to be when I was younger. I mean, I used to be. And good what did at you
1: everything. say as well? Swimming, you were doing Olympics.
0: Swimming. Yeah. I was training for the junior Olympics before I felt the window. You know, the most mm. beautiful thing though, look, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that the most beautiful thing about my accident, and this is what people don't understand. Like there's beautiful things that come out of the hardest times. Right. I, I was training that. for the junior I say Olympics that all
1: the time. It doesn't make sense in the moment, but.
0: no, oh, right. I was the mean girl. Like I was the mean girl. I had straight A's. Like I was um, training for the junior Olympics. I had no humility, like whatsoever. I, I was like fearless. Right. I had no humility. As soon as I fell out the window, and I, like, I didn't have any friends, my seventh and eighth grade year, I spent in a bathroom stall, like all by myself, because I didn't have any friends because I was the mean girl, right? So it's such a beautiful thing, because now I can see with someone on the street, and my heart goes out to them, I can see someone hurting, and my heart goes out to them, I can feel people in a different way. That is so beautiful. And I tell people I would never, ever, ever give up those three years of my life ever again to experience that hardship.
1: So it's beautiful because what you're doing is is you're aware of wanting to help and wanting to mm-hmm. be of service to others and and you have so much love and compassion for other people. The one thing that is very I'm very aware of is that you know from culture or just the way that you know history has taught many of us mm-hmm. is especially from a p- female's point of view as well is be selfless right, right. is take care of other people, give to other people. My mom does it. My mom says it all the time, you know, be gent, be compassionate, be generous, give, give like help other people. So you're talking about the same thing in a way where you have so much, um, humility and stuff like that. So how do you find your balance? Because one thing that I'm very aware of is, you know, in order for you to give and help others first, you need to help yourself and don't forget about yourself. You have to have a balance in that, right? Because when you give, uh you know you have to pour like I say make sure that you are full you fill your cup and that you're overflowing right and then when you give give from your overflow so that you're not drained and lost and low so how do you manage that how do you keep a balance so that you are always living on this higher vibration
0: I will say it's been a learning and process for me um because I feel so much for people that I, over the years, I've really had to learn to listen to myself. And I'm such a forgiver. Like, I think like every boyfriend I've ever dated has always cheated on me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's fine. You know, like, it's fine. Right. So like my very first boyfriend, we were in love for five years. He cheated on me probably like equivalent of like 20 times we were together. And I had to learn over time that self-respect, right? That self-worth, that self-value. Um, even in my marriage, like my husband didn't cheat on me, but we were just not in love. You know, we got together for the wrong reasons of, you know, not really wrong reasons. It was because we were loving each other, but it was like the Christian religion, all of that. Right. And, uh, he was great with my daughter at the time. And I just, I feel like when I was fighting the nonprofit and I was working 14 hours a day, I was losing my, myself. Right. And I was losing my children, not in a way like I was losing them, but like, I wasn't spending time with them. And I lost myself. And I remember going to go see my psychologist because I saw a psychologist when I was 21. That's for another story. Um, And she said, Missy, you're just you're just what you're doing is you're suffocating yourself because you're not being alone with yourself you're not owning yourself and you're just saving 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 your girls are you know everyone's drowning your girls are drowning your husband's drowning everyone's drowning and now you're drowning you know and she's like what is your soul telling me to you to do I was like, well my soul's telling me that I have like I'm over on overdrive overkill right And so when I ended my marriage it was like self-discovery I'm like I'm gonna live in my truth. I'm going to live exactly who I want to be and I'm not going to fake who I want to be. And so I love watching you because you're like my alpha version of me because like you're always like cussing and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, yes, I'm like, that is the alpha me because like, I'm always like, fuck it, you guys. Like, you know what? Like, I'm always like that on my life. And I'm like, oops, like I got all these kids watching. I got to watch my mouth, right? Every morning live, people are like Missy, my my eight year old's watching you. I'm like, crap. Like, <laughs> But I just want to be like, get out of your own yeah, fuck it, right, And yeah. I would say after realizing I lost myself is when I truly started to sit in the sauna, you know, in the morning, pray, really starting off my morning, like doing a morning by myself. Like, what is my purpose for the day? What is my intention for the day? What am I grateful for? I call it the pig. And that really transitioned my whole life, you know, from during COVID when I realized I need to start doing being me and being authentically me and not trying to be you know like because in the non-profit world um I hid who I really was I hid my astrology I hid my looks I put my hair up in a bun every day and fought sex trafficking so I feel like it was about me finding me again and being like you know what if you guys don't like the way I look that's on you not on me you know,
1: what do you think? Why do you think it's because I, I believe that one of the, the main reason why you're not living your dreams mm-hmm. and you're not basically in alignment with your right. your true destiny is because yeah. you're not authentic. You're not right. being authentic. 100%. When you're when you're 100%. when you're authentic, you you get into alignment.
0: Yeah. and And 100%. basically what
1: happens is you shed everything that's not meant for you.
0: Oh, Luke, and it was it was so hard even getting into the spiritual community because, like, I'm a Taurus rising, which means, like, you like beauty, right? And so getting into the spiritual community, they're like, don't wear makeup, like, no boobs, like, no hair. And I'm like, that's me, you know what I mean? And so taking all of that away is, like, also, again, being fake, right? Of saying, I'm trying to fit into this spiritual box even to the point where God's like, you're going to pray on live. And I'm like, I'm not praying on live. The spiritual community going to freaking kill me. He's like, you pray to me every day. You're being inauthentic. And I'm like, oh my God. Right. So when you can just truly show up and be you and be real is when people like see you and they're like, I need more of that. And I, I just tell people, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? And just do the opposite of that. You know?
1: Yeah. But it's hard. <laughs> That's the challenge, right? It's like if you are, what is what's a good example? You know, let's say that you're married and you're not really happy. This is not the life that you thought it would be. For example, and I think that that's the case for many of us. It maybe can be a business that you've started, and five years later or ten years later, you're working with a business partner, and because you've invested so much time into this, into creating this life and this this relationship or you know this this business uh you're stuck with it in a way you feel like i can't go anywhere this is what i've created i can't change right so there's outside circumstances for example if you're in a a marriage for example everything else there's excess baggage there's there's the in-laws there's your parents there's your friends there's everybody that knows you as this person And I think the authentic part then comes in, it's like, why can't you be authentic? It's like, because if I'm authentic, then I'm going to reveal that I'm not happy. And when I'm not happy, that means that I have to change my reality, which means I have to leave the business, I have to leave that relationship, people are going to judge me, I'm going to be alone, I'm not going to be in this circle anymore with these people, or, you know, there's all that stuff that comes with it. And so, so, what do we do? We shrink ourselves. We don't we don't speak our truth. We don't because we're worried about the repercussions or the what people are going to think of us. And so then you just then you end up dimming your light and suffering in silence. So then what happens? You you want to escape. So you use drugs, you use alcohol, you you know, like and uh, absolutely, because you're yeah, that's right. That's another reason why you're not healthy and you're not feeling because What does your body thrive off? It thrives off feeling good. And so, you know, people think that it's just food. And I heard this, Dr. Joe Dispenza said this um, a couple weeks ago on an interview with Maria Menunez on her podcast. And I was listening and I was like, oh my God, I've known this for years. Like, you, I was like, he said, you can eat, you can be a vegan, you can eat the most healthiest diet you can exercise you can do yoga pilates you can train you can live like the most healthiest way but if you live in fear if you have insecurities or pain or trauma or something that you're holding on to that is causing you to to be stressed or dealing with stress but you're still trying to live this guess what you're going to you're going to eventually attract the disease you're not going to be happy you're not going to end up being healthy so when I heard that, I was like, man, like people need to hear this shit because also it's not just, and I've saw, I've seen this in my own clients is like, it's not just the personal development that I'm teaching and, and self-love and becoming like the best version of yourself. It's also your health that improves because all of a sudden you become authentic.
0: Yes, exactly. And, and like, it's, it's so like true, you're but- shedding. Yeah, it's so true. One day I was like doing my makeup on live and I just like didn't have any makeup on. I did it on live. And, you know, spiritual people watch me and they're like, oh, Missy, your makeup is so, like, horrible you put on your face. I'm like, you know what? Probably not as bad as the stuff that goes in your mind. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? People don't understand it's equally as toxic, right? And letting it, so I, like you, I teach a mind detox class, and right now we're doing the I and the you. I said, watch how many times you say I throughout a day. I just want you to understand that you actually don't really recognize what's actually coming out of your mouth, right? Because you are just naturally letting your brain flow. And that's when you get into this energy of not understanding. You're actually talking about a bunch of crap that you actually don't even need to be talking about. Because you're like, I am going through this and I'm going through that, right? But if you take out the I, then you realize, oh, oh, right? And then you like back away and you become a better listener, you also realize your problems become less because you're also realizing to look at other people rather than just focus on you that you feel more happy, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about I and, and words and, you know, I learned mm-hmm. this early on in my journey, especially with the four agreements and the, one of the four agreements is you be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. And right. I always say that, you know, whatever you speak, is, right. is what you put out there into the universe, and it's and what you speak yeah. is what you become.
0: Exactly, and, which is so beautiful. And
1: so, yeah. and it's mental mind programming. It's mentality, right? I saw a dude wearing a shirt. I can't right. remember what his Instagram is, but it said, <laughs> uh, "Everything is mental."
0: Right. Totally. Totally. Like it
1: is right? So it's it's your mind. It, it is mm. what you speak about is what you become, right. and and how does right. that work? and you think about it right It's well your mind is always listening Mm -hmm. so like be conscious like sometimes you can go oh i'm such a fucking idiot (laughs) right Right. or i'm so stupid or i'm not smart enough or you could maybe you go for a job interview you don't get it you get rejected or whatever the case right and then you create this story and you're like well maybe i'm just not good enough
0: Right. Because 95% of your brain is run on subconscious, which is actually the programming that you watch, which is the programming that you had when you were a child, right? 5% of your brain is literally run on conscious mind, which means you driving, you working out, you walking, right? So the other 95 is your subconscious mind. So it's totally 100%. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So it's like, it's, it's listening. So and that's why I say, like, you know, be careful what you say to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. instead of saying exactly. I'm sick, say I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of healing.
0: You right. Know, my, exactly. my body's
1: healing myself because your body is your own best friend and it is wanting to work with you, not against you. It's, it's a healing mechanism, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we're so, like, disconnected and un- unaware of the power of our own mind and the energy that we can project into ourselves right. so that we right. can heal you know,
0: right. A hundred percent. I broke my toe in Arizona this past weekend. I broke my toe and I remember like sitting at the the plate at uh, sitting at the the bar we were at. Right. And I remember saying to God, I'm like, I need a freaking shuttle. and I need one now. Like my freaking toe hurts. Right. Here comes the shuttle, like right alongside of me. And I was like, there's the shuttle. The girl's like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I just, you know, I have connection. And then the night before, like when my toe was broken, I go, God, you need to fix my toe. I, I can't, I can't have a broken toe. The next morning I woke up completely healed my toe. <laughs> I'm like, I can't have it, you know? Really? Yeah, you should watch my stories, literally.
1: No, it's I, totally I think I saw your story, back. I did, but I'm yeah. like, it healed overnight, like, I can get it, it's going to heal, but like, I'm I'm like, that's a bit far-fetched, it just healed straight away, like, just overnight, like, it's well, as if, like, you're taking me back to one of the stories in the Bible where, you know, he turned <laughs> water into wine, and he just did it like that, you know, like, it's magic, you know?
0: Luke, we need to hang out so you can actually watch it in real life. <laughs> I'm telling you, but no, nah, I'm not. Much. I'm
1: not. Um, not. Not. Not believing you. You know, um, I. I can imagine the power that you have within yourself and your belief, and I, I really believe that that self belief is, is what helps you to heal and what helps you to manifest yeah. your dreams and everything. You know, but mm-hmm. m- Missy, you you talk. I mean, you you say on your social platforms, uh, you're an intuitive cosmo counselor. We haven't really talked about astrology at all, um, right? Where did you find this passion? How much time have you invested into learning about astrology? Uh, As you know, that, you know, a lot of people in the religious space could possibly say that this is new age, or this is like, you know, um, it's not real or something like that, whatever, Um, whatever they can, they can believe, but how do you know this information how do you know it's true like when you talk about the you talk telling me oh you know it's a full moon and this and that and like the energy and and this is what's going to happen and like i'm a virgo and uh you know the star signs and all that stuff like how is that like how do you how do you where does the truth in that come from and like because the one thing that i also am aware of is like whatever you believe is what makes right. sense, like, and what you see, right? You know, so for example, you start like I remember reading horoscopes and stuff in the newspaper when I was younger, and my mum was like, Don't read that rubbish, you know. And right. but the thing is, I what, what I could also remember is every single month or every single like horoscope, I could find right. relatability to it,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm like, But it right. can be
1: relatable to everyone in their life,
0: so the difference between me and most astrologers is I like I'm I'm a lot like you I have a lot of Virgo in me so I like facts right I'm like I need a fact like like when G, when I saw G's on this other side it's like I have a fact right and astrology is like a fact and I remember looking back at my accident and I'm like why did this happen and so at the time when my accident happened there's this divine gateway called the vertex the vertex is a divine gateway which is a portal of energy that comes to you when certain things happen in your life and so the vertex hit Pluto exactly. Lucifer was squaring my Uranus. Lucifer hates me, by the way, just so you know. Um, was squaring my Uranus. And then I had um, I had, my sun change signs that also hit Saturn, which represents your identity or ego. And all of these stars aligned exactly the moment I fell out the window. And this was when I was 12. So when I turned 16... I, wanted to, I started looking at astrology because, you know, I'm like, what's going on? Like, there has to be a reason why this happened to me. I'm like, there has to be a reason. And so I started digging into astrology when I was really, really young. I started putting the puzzle pieces together. Eventually more stuff started to come out of, about astrology. But the thing with uh, what I do is I give people like exactly like dates and times and when things are going to happen. And I know it takes the faith out of a lot of the stuff that, you know, we we're supposed to believe in, but at the same token, God gave us the stars as well to say, Hey, like have faith. Like this is, it's on its way, right? It's on its way. That's my biggest thing. It's on its way. And the stars really point to me when someone's like, I remember this guy, he was very similar. He was this, this huge guy in wall street. And he came to me and he's like, Missy, I want to pay you like $1,500. And I want you to tell me what these stocks are going to do. And I was like, okay. And and, and I just I told him and then I let it go. And he came back to me six months later and he was like, do you know you made me a millionaire overnight? And I'm like, no. And then and he's like, and I'm moving to Texas and you said I was going to move and I told you I would never move. And I was like, well, the stars don't lie, <laughs> you know, and so. But I work with people a lot to know timing of events. So if someone's trying to get pregnant, I'm like, you can try all you want. Go get the in vitro. Go try. You know, I'm, I'm not God. So just try. But in reality, I know, like, it won't happen. You know what I mean? And the stars have a lot to do with the energy. And so I've, I, that's kind of what I teach is how to teach people how to actually read the stars, not just, like, Here's Sunday morning horoscope, right? Here's what's actually happening. I can actually pinpoint exactly what is happening in your life. Like, I talked to this guy, Marco, today. He was from Germany, and his wife's like, you need to talk to Missy. He's like, Missy, I don't believe in this crap, so what do you got to tell me, right? And I told him, I was like, well, your mom is sick, your dad's in the hospital, and he was just like, what? Like, how do you know this stuff? I'm like, well, not only am I intuitive, right, but I can actually see it in the stars, too. (laughs) You know, so I get so, a lot
1: of. So basically, you're also. What do they call those people that,
0: that,
1: that tell you about? Psychic the future. Yeah. 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 Psychic. psychic.
0: My my pastor used to call me a prophet, a prophet on the wall, because mm-hmm. I could tell people there without looking at the stars, without looking at the stars, I would be able to tell people like, hey, um, I remember they're going to Cambodia and they need to raise like thirteen thousand dollars and there was like the small little church and I said, Oh, you're gonna get it. And they said, Missy, how the heck are we gonna raise that much money in a small little church? And I said, I don't know, but it's gonna happen. And I remember my pastor going, Missy, you can't say that stuff because if it doesn't come into fruition, then you know people are gonna turn against God. And I'm like, But it's gonna happen, right? And so then I said to God, I said, Give me help me out to help them understand. So he showed me they call it the banana faith now. I went to the store and I bought bananas. They were all green. And I told each one of them and I gave each one of them banana. I said, when the banana ripes, you are going to receive your money. Right. And so they said, okay. And so I gave a banana a month went by and the banana still hadn't ripes. And I was like, well, have you had your money yet? And they're like, no, the day they got the money, this guy walked into church and wrote him a check for exactly the amount of money. To go to Cambodia and build churches there, and it was so beautiful because they were crying. They all went home, and their bananas turned brown, not even yellow. <laughs> so, so yeah,
1: weren't the bananas supposed to be yellow or something? When you say when they ripen, didn't you say the bananas when they ripe, you're going to get your money?
0: Yeah, but they were green instead of going yellow. They went brown
1: <laughs> straight. Oh, they didn't. So they didn't even go yellow.
0: Mm-mm. they went from green to brown <laughs>
1: why didn't they go to yellow then they couldn't they're not edible
0: I think they went to yellow because it was just a sign that just that they that I don't know I feel like it was a sign that that the, the banana was so spiritual right mm-hmm. because if it went to yellow to brown you couldn't see the reality of the banana right does that right. make sense
1: mm. yeah yeah interesting well so anyway yeah I mean prophets, th-
0: th- yeah, it like sounds it, yeah, very
1: obviously um, very powerful and I'm sure that people are feeling uh, your <laughs> your power and, and they're like, oh my gosh, who is this lady? It's like, well, uh, you know, I believe that you attract what you are, not what you want. So a lot of us are, you know, there was a quote on Instagram that says, you know, stop trying to vibrate higher and instead vibrate authentically go back to you know being authentic and so i believe that you know you meet people um depending on the frequency that you're vibrating on and absolutely and so i you know i know that this kind of connection that we have as well is 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 exactly that but the one thing that i'm very aware of you know um especially on social media and i'm just like and i'm just going to share this because i've seen this happen A few times and or i've experienced it right and you know i've this is like five years for me pretty much since i started like since i made a conscious decision okay my grandmother passed away i'm gonna make some changes i just felt it i was felt the calling i always say that's like her spirit came back with me from europe from poland and she came back to australia with me and i was in my apartment where i was you know you know addicted to cocaine and stuff and and she's like, Luke, this is not who you are. This is not your calling. You need to change and you need to move, right? So I made some changes. Now, it's been like five years since, I've, since that time. I showed up for me where I learned to love myself, put myself first and invested in myself. And so now what I'm seeing on social media is there's a lot of people that have bought fake followers on social media on instagram on and so yeah so no but the thing is i understand for um for the purpose of marketing right for the purpose of like you know your brand and people seeing that okay this person has x amount of followers and you know um they're more credible and they have a better reputation because people make the assumption that you know the numbers speak for themselves and that's why i should work with this person right So I've had people reach out to me um, that, like I've watched them on Instagram, for example. I see them on TikTok. They have like 200,000. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're they're doing some work because I'm watching people, man. Because I've done the work. you know. I've put in so much energy and time into building my social platforms that why would I then go and work with someone who hasn't done the work? There's not a reciprocation of energy. That's what's really important to me, right? So then I go on social media and I see someone who says they have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, but when they're speaking live, there's two people or three people watching them. And for me that clearly shows that clearly shows that they haven't done the work. But yet they're reaching out to me and they're saying, Hey Luke, hey man, I want you to come on my podcast. And then like I look at their socials and I'm like, oh, they've got a hundred thousand. And then I have to do my due diligence to look at their account carefully to see does that match up you know so that what i'm noticing right now is that there's a lot of people that are that are you know i get it for business purpose i'm not here to judge people right but that are that are showing up as if they've done the work you know and and that's something that's disappointing in a, in a sense for me because i have done the work you know And, and by my energy is sacred. And so I'm very conscious of who I connect with, who I spend time with. And I don't want to be spending time with someone who's just over the last six months decided I'm going to be this person. I'm going to show up and do podcasts and and put video content out there. And then uh, I'm going to buy some fake followers on my account so that I look bigger. And then I'm going to reach out to all these bigger people who have done the work. And then I'm going to get to speak with them. Yeah. Does that make
0: sense? A hundred percent. And I will, I will even add on to that. A couple things is one, I have met a lot of spiritual people and that now that I do what I do, they even have, when I first started, I'll just be honest with you. I had, um, my good friend, Joey at the time during COVID, we were friends and he had a girlfriend named Jessica. So we were all good friends hanging out and he had very close connections to Instagram. And I remember when I first started he was like, oh, Missy, this is easy. I just post something in my story and you'll get as many, you'll get tons of followers, right? And I remember thinking like, okay. And then I watched it and I'm like, but like that helps, but no engagement, right? So I have like Mm. all these people, but then there's no engagement. And I will tell you too, Luke, one of the saddest things I have found, not just with that, is I see a lot of good spiritual men and women that have three to 400,000 natural followers, but they're speaking truth, but then they get off the camera and they're not who they seem on camera, right? Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. the hardest part for me because I'm like, why don't you just be authentic with your tower moments? Like tell people like, today's a shitty day. Like I'm having a hard day today, right? I'm, you know, like I say that all the time. Like my kids are yelling in the background in my lives. I'm like, sorry. And I tell them, I'm like, I get mad. I have to pray for the blood of Jesus to come over me. Right. And I feel like it's even harder for me to watch that than for me to watch people buy fake followers because I'm like, this isn't like, if you ask anybody, like when, we're, when I'm off camera, I'm the same on and off. If, if actually anything I am more authentic off camera in the sense like, I will tell you like, like the craziest stuff I go through through my day and I just don't care, you know? And I think that's the hardest part for me is, is seeing people that show up in this community or even on the pulpit, wherever we wanna go, right? And they're not um, being, they're not being a service in their, in the face of others, Mm. you know?
1: Yeah, look, uh, I can relate. And, you know, when I first started doing um, Instagram, for example, I was, I said this in my episode, first episode, it's how to grow your social media or how to grow your Instagram. My first episode, episode on the Luke Power podcast, and I was using, I was connected with a company that I was paying like $40 or $50 a month, and they were reaching out using my account to message people, like people's posts, follow people, and then people would follow back because, you know, you would follow, they would follow you back. So they were helping me grow, um, and then I also had a friend reach out who I'm friends with now. I wasn't a couple of years ago, and he's like, "Hey man, do you want to um, get to 10k so that you can use uh, the link so that on the stories you can post the link because that was what you needed back then." Um, and I and I said, "I'm broke. I don't have any money." So I nearly bought followers um, at that time, but um, but ever since that time, it's I've just everything's been organic for me. Um, but it's more just about I, I hear what you're saying. It's it's more just about you know, the time and energy that you've spent on actually putting out the energy into the universe. Because that's what it is. It's, you know, I, I, I say what you put out comes back. And if you put it out consistently, uh, over time, eventually, and it's kind of like the like a, a slot machine, a poker machine, right? Um, you, you play, you play, you play, and eventually you're going to get a feature. Eventually it's going to pay something, right? And so it's kind of like that on social media, on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or YouTube. It's like if you keep posting and posting and posting and refining and looking what's working, what's not, how can I improve things, eventually you're going to get a viral post. But if you give up and quit, guess what? Nothing will ever happen. And so just going back to, so that's basically been the journey for me, but just going back to authenticity, okay? The other truth about social media is it's marketing. Who the fuck wants to talk to you when you feel like shit and you're depressed and you're not feeling good? No one's going to want to work with you if you show up being authentic in that state. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so unhappy. I'm so depressed. I feel like shit, you know, and, and it's it's just true. But so it's kind of, it's a catch 22. But at the same time, what I believe is really powerful because, you know, I've, I have days where I'm coaching and I don't feel like coaching. I don't feel like doing it. And then after I'm done, I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. Now I can chill out. Right. But it's a responsibility. It's something that I have to get up out of bed for, you know, it's like, you don't have a choice, bro. You created this life and then you got to be grateful because you go, what would you prefer? Do you want to go back to being a driver tester and to being a chauffeur driver and having to work for another company? Or do you want to work for yourself? So you know, I, I get it, the whole authenticity part of like how you're showing up and how you're different, but rather than versus social media, but like I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty close. But yeah, it's like right. some days are off,
0: right? Some days, yeah.
1: you're not feeling and, the best, but you still got to show up and go, Hey, I've got it all figured out.
0: Yeah. And you know, the beautiful thing is, 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 uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard for me to see, especially like pastors or people that lead a flock, right? Because, you know, God gives you. People, you know, and this is where, like, I, I try, I don't ever talk bad about a lot of the, the people that I know, especially in a lot of this community at all. I never tell anybody because I know we have our own process, right? We all have our own process. And it's just uh, hard for me to watch because I can see someone going through like a bankruptcy, like a divorce, you know, all of this stuff. And then they're like, you know, and then they they message me on the side and they're like, oh my gosh, my life's falling apart. It's fuck, you know, crazy. Da, 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 da. And then they're like, mind over matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no fear. And I'm like, but you're not practicing what you preach, you know? And so it's, it's hard sometimes for me to watch that. And I just want to take like group, like, like one of my students, she's like, you need to mentor the like mentors (laughs) of like just being like truthful, you know, like for even me to come on camera, I have a huge scar on my chest, right? And for mm-hmm. me to come on camera with my scar is very, very hard for me, right? We all have our our angst of why it's hard for us. And um, and so just going back to what you said about the 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 likes or whatever the 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 people or whatever. The other thing I realized too, it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. It matters your heart, right? Jesus had 12 followers. And it doesn't matter about how many followers you have at all. It's your heart. My friend, Joey, I have like lots of friends that have like 5 million followers. I have a girlfriend that's my really good girlfriend. She has like 2.9 million followers on TikTok, right? But it's like, what's your heart, right? That's the basis is because if this isn't whole all of this won't even matter because this is not going to make you happy. This your day to day in and out is what makes you happy, you know? And Jesus was a good representation of that because he lost followers all the freaking time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Look, it's, it's not necessarily like you, you have this, it's the same thing with anything you want. Okay. You believe that, you know, when I achieve that goal, And I love this uh, delayed gratification state that many people are living in. And I learned this from Peter Krohn. And, you know, he said that, like, we are robbing ourselves of our happiness because we believe Mm -hmm. that when I achieve that new apartment that I want, that looks over the ocean, I'm going to be happy.
0: Right. Right? Just like, you
1: know, for me on TikTok or even Instagram, I'm like, on TikTok, I'm like, once I hit one million, then I'm going to be this shit. Right. Right. Oh, then I'm going to be happy, you know? And so right. I hit 1 million. Now I'm hit 1.1 million. And it's like, does right. it change who I am
0: right. necessarily right. in
1: a way it does because I'm growing? So who I am right. when I had 100,000 versus who I am when I have a million is a different person.
0: Right, totally. But the
1: number, it's nice to know that I'm making a positive impact on people, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, it, it does change you because you you have to grow. Right to become that, to achieve that, to attract that, you know? So, but it's not necessarily like making me a better person than anyone. I'm not trying to be better than anyone. I'm just being me. I'm being my best self, you know? Um, So, but in the world of like marketing and business and stuff, you know, people do look at that. They they look at your numbers. They look at what you have. And if you're trying to connect with someone and you've got a thousand followers, you're more likely to get connected if you've got 2 million, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, those kind of little things obviously do, do make a, 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 yeah. a difference. You know, I can reach out to people now that I couldn't reach out to before because I didn't have right. the numbers.
0: Yeah. I think you know, the hard part too, is like thinking about that is, you know, power corrupts power and, you know, looking at my friend who was huge on Instagram and he knew like the back ends of Instagram, right? Um, he got his Instagram taken away. Because Why? he and he made money off of Instagram and he got his Instagram taken away because he knows that the, the back ends of Instagram and he was taking people's accounts away. And so Instagram came in and took his account away. Like oh, there is wow. such back office to Instagram and TikTok that people don't even know. Right. Like they don't even know like the back offices, the true authentic part of, it's just like sex trafficking. People are like, oh my gosh, Missy Trump. I'm like, you guys don't even know. Like, you don't even know the heart of like, if we go down the rabbit hole of the police officers, the firefighters, all the government. Yeah, I know.
1: And that's like, there's a lot, but it's not just that, Missy. There's so much else going on around the world that if you went Mm -hmm. down the rabbit hole, and that's why even on TikTok, which is one of the most, open platforms like there's a lot of stuff on Instagram right. that gets censored because of it's conspiracy or yeah. whatever it is but on TikTok right. it's a lot more open right and that's why obviously yeah. you know maybe uh, they don't want it to be so open right um, yeah. but you know that kind of information. If you go down the rabbit hole, it's very easy for you to get lost in fear as well. And so that's right, one thing totally. that I'm very conscious of. It's not just right. don't watch the news. It's like, be conscious of what you're consuming on social media, because again, what you consume right. into your mind is what you start thinking about and what you become. Right. And, and, yeah. and it's like, keep, you know, keep your, your mind, uh, like, yeah. uh, what does Les Brown says? Uh, you know, make your mind fertile ground for the seeds of opportunity
0: yeah yeah i just and and i totally 100 percent agree it's just i know like power corrupts power and i say that because i've seen it so much in fighting sex trafficking and everything that i'm like my eyes are just wide open and i'm like you know what and god's like if i want to move you you got to be like jesus you got to be able to move and walk away from all your followers and the ones that follow you will follow you and the ones that won't won't right and I realized it's about just in, in the time during COVID, it's just about me showing up and being me. And if God wants me to back away from this platform, I have to be ready to go and not let my ego be so, int- it's so engraved by the power of it that I can't leave. And that's what happened with my nonprofit is I grew so much so quickly that I was so big that everyone knew me. And then when God wanted me to shift, I'm like, uh, this is my ego right here. Like, <laughs> you know this is my world this is like my platform like what are you talking about you want me to end this right now you know I think
1: it's that you you saying that it's interesting because I also there are new levels of your authenticity and who you become and I, I know myself on my social platforms there are people unfollowing me all the time and 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 that's okay you know, I, I can be and resonate with some people for a period of time in their life and then eventually they might say, you know, what, I don't want to follow Luke Mindpower anymore. And it's like, hey, that's fine. I don't take it personally. My job is to, is to help the people that want the help or that are inspired by what I do. And so there's new levels of authenticity that you continue to climb onto, which then also continues to um, help you attract a specific type of people that resonate with your energy, right? So that's just part of the journey. And I also I'm aware that, you know, yeah, I can grow and grow and grow. And I will get to a point where, for example, I'm coaching right now. And I'm like, you know, maybe one day in the future, I'm going to stop coaching, I'm just going to do my podcast, you know, Um, or I'm going to stop doing my podcast and just go and speak on stage. You know, like there are, I'm, I, and it's about have a mind that is open to everything but attached to nothing. You know, Doctor Wayne Dyer he says that so powerfully and prolifically. It's like, yeah, have a mind that is open to everything attached. I'm not attached. You know, I'm open to the possibilities of my calling and what feels right and make sense for me and as you say you know god had this calling for you and you had to let let go of that and you thought that, that was what you were supposed to do but i really believe that you know when you tune into having that self-respect and self-love and that deeper true connection with yourself you know when your time is up it's like when you have that love within yourself for yourself you're connected to god you're connected to your divine self if you're in any situation in your life whatever that is for you right now you already know if it's expired. You can feel it. And it's like, we're not, we're not, the thing is, the problem is, is that we are not connected enough. We don't love ourselves enough. And so we don't trust ourselves enough to make those decisions and choices that we have to make.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so true. So what would you tell people that, have a hard time making a hard decision like they're stuck in a marriage and you know they they can't leave or like you know kind of go through going through an ego death like what would you tell people
1: well one of the one of the the things that is so important is to is to practice a, a relationship with yourself is to have a relationship with yourself it's the most important relationship in your life is with you you have to live with you for the rest of your life so if you haven't fostered a relationship with yourself then you're basically disconnected hence why it's very hard for you to make a decision because we're so influenced and impacted by our environment and the people around us and other people's influ- influence hence why you go back to self love is to to love yourself enough because when you do you'll always end up doing exactly what's right for you even when you feel guilty for doing so.
0: Yeah. Right? So, I guess like the 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 thing I'm asking is like what what would you say people would you say like is like the first step of self-love? What would you say if someone's like I don't even know where to begin? Like what does that even mean? Like what would you say?
1: Yeah, you know, setting healthy boundaries obviously is a big one you know mm-hmm. one of the things that has helped me to really grow and become this confident man that I am even though I still don't like confrontational situations I don't right. like confronting situations I don't like to be aggressive towards people or have to argue with people or anything like that but right. one of the one of the practices of self love is having uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. is actually right. standing up for yourself when you're triggered Right, Right? And somebody triggers you, especially if it's a family member and you actually approaching them uh, or if it's a friend approaching them and asking them if you can speak to them and then having a a carefrontation conversation where you approach them in a kind way where you're not aggressive, but then you actually tell them how they made you feel and why you feel that way. So you take them a little Mm -hmm. bit deeper into your story so that they can understand why what they said to you hurt right. you mm-hmm. and every and that's uncomfortable you
0: right. know and that's why right.
1: like the truth is uh, if you do what is easy your life will be hard
0: right totally if you do
1: what is hard your life will be easy so right. i've done this and practiced this practice this over and over and over again with so many situations i did it the other day at the gym yeah. with a dude that, right. that said something to me and i was like right. overthinking about it and i was like that's a massive sign i gotta go talk to him right because I couldn't stop right. thinking about it, you know? And yeah. and so every time I do this, I've grown in confidence with myself. Right. You I know, love So that. that's I a start that. is to, is to right. actually have these uncomfortable conversations. Every time something happens and you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to say something, but I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of what they're <laughs> going to think of me. I'm scared of hurting their yeah. feelings. But in the same right. time, you're disrespecting yourself. Right.
0: 100%. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. Having that self-respect. I know for me on my journey, getting out of the nonprofit is I worked out a lot. I spent a lot of alone time. And I think in the midst of my journey is someone that I met. It was a masculine man. He triggered me in a way that I realized I wasn't in a marriage that I wanted to be in. And I kind of went within and I'm like, where is this coming from? Right. And I worked out, I lost a lot of weight. I was like praying to God, like, what are you doing to me? And it was through meeting him that I woke up to this like facade reality that I was like putting myself into. Right. And it was just like the veil came off and I was like, Oh my goodness. You know, I have this nonprofit that I'm passionate and love for, but me talking on stage, like 10,000 people, no one even knows who I am. Right. And it was just like, I felt so fake because I was showing up on camera, but then behind the scene, I was like going to this lifeless, loveless marriage that wasn't even there, right? And we get along great. Um, We got along great, but there was just no passion. There was no desire. There was no even friction to bring the passion to bring the desire. There was no, we're like yen and yen. And so I realized that and I started working out a lot. I started journaling. I started journaling what I wanted. And then I started seeing a a psychologist and the psychologist is the one I saw like once. (laughs) It was like at one time and it just changed my life. And you know, ex-husband and I went to counseling and then I just realized it was over like talking to the counselor, you know? And uh, I won't say what happened there, but it just really hit home that like by doing all of the self-love, self-work, I never actually had the conversations, um, but I worked out a lot, right? And I found that like love within me um first and then i had the conversation with Blake or my ex-husband about getting the divorce um that i had to have you know
1: it's pretty yeah. extraordinary how if you start paying attention relationships actually mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. such big teachers
0: oh yeah and it's it's yeah. and we
1: feel so bad because maybe something is ended but right. it's always important to be aware that you know for something new to come into your life right. something old needs to leave
0: totally and you have I to res- let
1: go of anything that is hurting you or draining you or lowering your vibe or not bringing you peace in right. order for something new to come in you know and it's right. just one of the parts of life to be aware of that you know yeah. friendships relationships um, mm-hmm. will trigger you so that you can actually yeah. evolve
0: Exactly. And when you get into a new relationship that's healthy, right? And you get into a relationship and I have friendships right now, right? Good girlfriends. And it's like, we have come together so that we can grow. So I'm going to trigger you and you're going to trigger me, but we're always going to come back to this place of love, right? And when you can come back to that foundation, no matter what, it's so healthy. And I remember I had this girl that worked for me for a really long time and she was my assistant And we had a little tiny argument that wasn't even that big of a deal, It's you know, at all. But it turned into this explosive thing that where she left the friendship, she left working for me. And I was devastated because I'm like, oh my God, I was sick for like a month because she was like my, like, I loved her, right? And it made me sick. And I realize now that I have to come into every relationship knowing that they might leave me, just kind of like what you said, right? They might leave me, they might hurt me, they might cheat on me, they might... Because that's part of my lesson here is to learn that, that people aren't supposed to stay forever. They're supposed to stay for a little bit, but understand where can you give them the love? And I've gone back to that timeline with her. And I sat when I was sick. I was sitting in the sauna and I just remember like hugging her and forgiving her and loving her. Because I wanted to bring not only herself to this back to life, but myself too. You know, of a place of like, of where there's not negative energy around it you know
1: absolutely absolutely um missy i'm just sitting here and i'm like we can go on and we can go on
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're like this is episode 95 yeah yeah but there's so
1: much but but just quickly um as as we kind of finish up how can you help people what are you doing are you you like coaching counseling uh people want to reach out to you where do they find you
0: They can go to Missy's Astrology uh, at my Instagram for right now. I'm working on my website um, as we speak. I just found a new website guy today. Thank God. He's freaking phenomenal. Um, And uh, I do coaching and counseling, a lot of that. I would say a majority of what I do is counseling. And I'm a Cosmo counselor, so I'm not certified, right? I use the Cosmos to understand what the energy you're going through, as long as, and along with my intuitive ability to understand, to coach you and say, okay, like, here's what you're going through, right? That's why I was like, I'm like, Luke, what time are you born? And you still have not responded to me. I'm like, you are killing me. I, I asked my mom
1: and then I think my mom replied and said, dad said 1130. And I was like, is that in the morning? And he's like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, oh, it's not 100%, you know, so I haven't, I don't know 100%. So I could say 1130, but yeah, I'll, I'm still yeah. looking into it. Give me a chance. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, you're killing the Cosmo Cosmocounsel right now because I'm yeah, like, yeah. what time are you born? And then on top of it, I haven't talked to you. So it's like, I can't like go, okay, what happened during this time, and this time of your life, this time of your life, to figure out exactly pinpoint what time you're born. And so, and I'm an investigator. I'm like a true like Scorpio Virgo. I'm like, I need to figure this out.
1: <laughs> what do you mean Scorpio Virgo? What What does that mean?
0: Because the Scorpio is the investigator and the oh, Virgo right. is like. Uh, like it needs to figure, it needs order, it needs to figure things out in their life, and so they're and what, like. The, when were the, you born? What, what were
1: you, Are you actually a um? When we? What was your month that you were born?
0: October thirtieth.
1: And what's that? So on I'm the a Scorpio. Count? A Scorpio. All oh, right. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was born at five cool. fifty five p.m. Yeah, so I'm a true Scorpio.
1: Five fifty five. Damn. That's uh. That's some synchronicity there.
0: Yeah. And then my Absolutely. social security has like four, four, four in it too.
1: <laughs> well, funny enough, uh, you had to say four, 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 didn't you? I was walking this morning and, and, uh, and just as I turned around because I was like, okay, that's enough. I need to walk back now. By the time I get back, it's going to be another 10 or 15 minutes. And as I turned around, the house that I was at was number 44. And I was Aww. like, hmm, that's a nice sign. Thank you. <laughs> I'll just keep going. Aww, that's- um,
0: that's funny because every morning I set my alarm
1: at 4.44. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, these are all signs and synchronicities. And again, it's always about belief. And it's like you can tune in mm-hmm. uh, or you can say it's a coincidence. Um, I believe there's no coincidences. I believe that, uh, you know, we didn't connect uh, – by accident, mm-hmm. I think everything is orchestrated, and if you start paying attention to these synchronicities yeah. and everything that 's happening in your life you 'll see that life is happening for you, not to you it 's right. not against you, but you 've got to right. tap in and, and start to really respect yourself more, honor yourself more, understand yourself more and yeah. uh, and know that you know uh, the universe has your back, God has your back and mm-hmm. uh, and and that 's how you 'll start to get and most importantly, like we talked about, you know step into more authenticity of yourself. And uh, and everything will start working for you. So, Missy, uh, it has been extraordinary.
0: I know it's. I'm so grateful because I remember my students sent me your stuff, and they're like, "You need to reach out to him. He's like the alpha, and you're like the female of the energy." And I was like, and so I watched your stuff, and I remember reaching out, and I was like, "Dang it! I have to fill out this form." I'm like, "This is never going to happen." So (laughs) I'm so 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 thankful to be on your podcast, and I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for your wisdom. Thanks for not giving up. Thanks for getting out of that wheelchair. Thanks for being so powerful today for us. And I know that everybody who's tuning in is like, who's Missy? And go and follow her on Instagram and, um, and send yeah. her a message and say, you're amazing. <laughs> Remember that, um, you know, the one thing that I, I really believe is that when you really learn to love yourself, that's where you can really learn to love others. Because I always say you can't give what you don't have. And right. when you give it to yourself and you've got it within yourself, then you are so much more powerful to be able to be of service and, and to pour into other people. So, Missy, love you. Thank you so much for your time and Thank your energy. You. And uh, I look forward to uh, staying connected.
0: Yeah, I do too. All right, have a great day.
1: See ya. Thanks. Thank you for joining me on this journey of self-discovery and growth. If you're ready to grow and reach your full potential and find inner peace, send me a DM that says, I want inner peace, and I'll send you the next steps. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. When you change your mind, you change your whole life. So don't hesitate and send that DM over to me. Myself and my team can't wait to meet you and witness your transformation in full glory. See you next week.